Welcome to the Extraordinary Being Movement, where we inspire you to take action, influence you to create change, and motivate you for success. Hi, I'm your host and coach, Len DeCarmine. We're going to be talking about how to deal with your shit because shit just happens. But before I do that, allow me to introduce my two favorite co-hosts, lifestyle coach, Fred Martinez. How are you? I'm doing fabulous. This is a great topic, especially when we can talk about shit because shit does happen, but you need the shit to grow in your life. I completely agree with you, Fred. And our very own NLP coach, Christopher Scheiber. I'm gonna be entirely honest with you guys. I have no idea where this shit's coming from or where this shit is going, so let's do this. <laughs> well, we're absolutely right, Chris, and I'm excited about our guest today. Leo Richard is a personal development and spiritual growth expert who has taken 50,000 plus hours of energy work and developed a clear and easy to apply system to free your energy and achieve more. He has thousands of clients from all walks of life, politicians, executives, entrepreneurs, celebrities, and teachers, to name a few. Leo was born as a highly intuitive person and has experienced spiritual and energy phenomena and awareness of others, emotions, energies, and aura since early childhood. Leo Richard, welcome to the movement. Hey, everybody, welcome. Thanks for letting me be on your stage today. Um, so yeah, we're gonna talk about shit today. It's nice, nice, clean, dirty subject to talk about that I usually get spiritually bypassed in our world where let's just stay positive, you know, let's escape and all that kind of stuff. And nobody wants to deal with their shit and then you're forced to deal with it by some drama or some crisis in your life, like a relationship breakdown or get canned at work or whatever. And then you're like, man, I gotta deal with my stuff, right? And so that's, you know, it, you know, it's better to deal with it beforehand, but there's certain points where you just gotta deal with it and you can't run away from it. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. I can't agree more with you right now because that's exactly right. It's it's. I feel like it like comes like to like Buddhism where like it always says you know this too shall pass and everybody thinks that that means like oh that means the bad times will pass when it's like no he's talking about the good times too like you can't just sit there and think like oh yeah let's you know you know let's just like ignore ignore it the other fifty percent of that is life. Totally yeah there's a lot of like so so um. Fred, uh, Mr. Martinez there was talking about like, you know, you need shit to grow, right? If you, It's like, you know, the lotus flower, the Eastern symbol, um, like it grows in all the muck and the grossness and you get this like beautiful flower that comes up at the top of the pond, right? You need that stuff. And with all this positive thinking and like override and spiritual bypassing and or in self-help circles, you're, you're missing all the nuggets. You're missing all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the stuff that you need to be a holistic, fully functional human being. And if you skip that, you're you're gonna really, you know, screw yourself up pretty bad to be to be quite frank. So yeah. Yeah, when you have the when you have when you think about uh, manure, if you have manure in a big pile, it stinks like hog heaven. But when you spread that maneuver manure all over the field, stuff grows. Fair enough. Yeah. All right, so, um, so Len, what kind of questions have you got lined up for, for this crowd tonight? Well, Leo, you, you make a good point that people overpass their shit because no one wants to take on ownership, accountability, or responsibility <clears throat> in their lives. And they'd rather just push it on the, underneath the carpet, not face it. And that's, to me, that's really being irresponsible because you have to work and live a life with an integrity. 
And so, and we fall in and out of it all the time. And that's us just normally being human. And we just have to restore that integrity and take ownership for it. And I know you work in a lot of, in the realm of energy work and, you know, having people understand their higher level of spirituality. You know, how does that really affect people deep down inside from what you've done and the people that you worked with in the past? Sure. So one thing I've, I've recently gone like through a major life pivot recently, and the thing that I'm really coming to like really tangible, palpable awareness is how much spirituality is uh, the masculinity within spirituality has been lost. And you can see this in society right now in different areas, not necessarily around spiritual stuff, but you go, go to a kid's playground, it's all like rubber foams, every, you know, everything, like everything is like over protectionism. Mm -hmm. and it's lost its masculinity. Everything's about like safety, not, not in the sense of protection, safety, like a masculine energy, but it's like kids need to hurt themselves because when they become 18, 19, 20, if they haven't experienced pain, they're going to be really dysfunctional, not know how to function in society. That's why we have all these social media addictions, all this stuff that's going on. But when we bring it back to spiritual circles and stuff like that, it's a very feminine, like, I, like I'm, I'm all for equal rights and everything like that, but not at the expense of shutting down masculinity. And over the past 30, 40 years, masculinity has really been shut down. Like recently, like I'm, I've been looking for uh, um, a stylist, like an image stylist coach, like a man who can help me with my style. You know, that was hard to find. Like, and it's not that I'm uncomfortable with gay men or whatever and I think of, but they're, they're, their clientele are mostly women as a rule of thumb, not like to own that real deep masculine energy. Typically gay men are more effeminate and stuff and that, that's cool. That's how they want to own their energy. And there's no problem with that, but I'm looking for something that's more masculine and that's like really grounded, you know, that kind of stuff. And there really isn't much out there. There really isn't. I found a guy in New York that I'm like, I'm hiring him um, and he's going to help me with my image and everything. But I was looking for a men's group. Um, you get AA, Alcoholics Anonymous. You get um, therapy groups. You get church groups um, and, and stuff like that. It's not really, you know, fully developing masculinity. Men can't talk their shit out, right? I finally found a group that I'm interacting with, but it's like, the main complaint in the men, the group of the men is there's no groups for men and, and that kind of stuff to like talk their shit out, be held accountable, take responsibility, all that kind of shit. And so my direction right now is really full of masculinity. Like I'm, I'm niching down. I use most of my clientele have been uh, women and I'm like all the women in self-help spiritual circles, they have women. They have lots of female teachers, lots of whatever. They're all there. There's a ton of women in those circles to help them, but men don't have men to help them in their spirituality, in their lives, deal with their deep shit. Um, they go to a woman for it or a therapist or, you know, like that kind of stuff and, and a female, usually a female therapist. And so they don't have space for themselves and masculinity is really missing in our culture and our society. And it's the masculine energy that keeps things like war in check. Not like, you know, I think the last I looked there are four countries in the world right now that aren't at war, right? It, it's ridiculous like Costa Rica being one of them because they don't have an army. They intentionally don't have an army, right? <laughs> and like, it's like, so stuff like that. And that's because the masculinity is really out of balance. The femininity has come into the world and that's cool, that's great. It's been repressed for so long. And then because of toxic masculinity and then, but it's come out, but then where's the masculinity? It's the world's kind of soft, but you can't also be an a-hole or a jerk or, you know, all that kind of stuff. And masculine energy is really about dealing with your shit. 
and the simple the simplicity of that and that's where kind of my big life pivot recently has really about my masculinity and owning my groundedness and all that kind of stuff and all this complicated drama all that's female energy drama is a female energy complication is a female energy like hyper creativity is a female energy groundedness simplicity is a male energy right and so it's not you know right or wrong in any of those it's just where it sits and whose spaces and how it's in, impacting those people is where it creates the kind of issues if you will and so i'm moving forward with a program because i see such a massive need where men need spaces a safe space for a container just to be themselves um in a safe space where they can be male they can talk about their shit they can you know create goals that are like uniquely male right kind of stuff not like talking about goals with women who have hyper creative energy and that's cool it's great for certain purposes but you don't have that masculine energy to support that right and that's really missing in our society and that's what's going to create peace in our world that's what's going to create order that's what's going to create order within all this chaos that's going on in the world is all this masculine energy that's been shut down and so like for example i was a big part of a, a relatively big activist movement about eight years ago and when it actually happened, it was only like a major activist thing that happened here in Canada is when there was a hockey strike. <laughs> and so middle of winter, it's fucking cold here. It's minus 20 degrees Celsius today where I live and it's cold. That's about minus 15 Fahrenheit. Just so you, 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 the Yankees are there, no temperature it is. It's cold, right? And, that could stop. and it's supposed to get colder, just, you know, and so they're out there protesting in the middle of winter because the male energy is not getting out through sports and sports historically has been used to kind of um, numb down male energy to take the warrior out of them in, in terms of like the Olympics were created to like channel that energy. And even, um, I don't know if it's bar oats or barley, whatever, one of those grains is put in beer intentionally to keep men calm instead of accessing their warrior energy, that kind of stuff. So there's a lot of interesting things back there to kind of look at, but it's really, um, Owning your shit needs male energy, like, and that kind of stuff. Or if, if you don't have male energy with it, it gets very crazy, chaotic, all over the place dramas, and nobody's happy. Yeah, Leo, I, 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 I agree with you completely because what's crazy now, and, and like, it's like you said, you know, f you know, the feminine energy was suppressed by toxic masculinity for a long time, but now mm -hmm. what I've noticed is that there's no breaks on feminine, feminine energy. There, there, there's no checks and balances, no oversight. And it's like you said, like, like here in the States, like, like try to start a meetup group. That's just all men, like a men's meetup group. You get shut down like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's like, there's a lot of like crap, but I think Fred was going to say something as well. Did you have something? Oh, I was going to say that it all starts with being vulnerable because uh, being an athlete, you would have the locker room talk. But you would, and you would look at that as a way of you're, you're with your, your comrades. However, what happens is that you don't get into the deep conversations because right. you're not being vulnerable, because you mentioned something and they'll go ahead and they'll jump all over you and they're going to say, stop being a whatever type of, uh, and so they're just going to, so you're not really creating that really true open space, which which I agree, which a lot of men need to have because there isn't anything out there. You mm -hmm. see a lot of the stuff for, for females, but not for males. Yep. Yeah. And it's creating a very, like, not in the sense of mental illness, but a very sick society. Like the, the male energy is very sick right now in our, in our society. 
and we need to, you know, as men, all, all of us here are men, I, I'm like, I'm kind of challenging you here in a little bit, in a moment to really step up as men in, a, in this world and like hold space for a female, for a male, for whatever, and just really step up because we really need that. But like the world, you just watch the recent political stuff, right? It just went to hell in the US with all that kind of stuff. Like you've got like really toxic masculinity causing problems. You've got on one side, toxic masculinity on another side causing problems. And then women in between trying to kind of calm the men. Like what the fuck? <laughs> Sorry, we're in live here, but like, it's like, you know, they're not dealing with their shit. They're trying to make it someone else's problem and, and that kind of stuff rather than like dealing with their stuff. Right. And it's just sort of like, you know, it's weird. It's a it, weird. It's exactly world. what happened to Africa the last 50 years. Um, it, it, all these countries getting involved and trying to mediate all these wars from happening and stopping all these political, bad political events from happening. But at the same time, like all that ended up happening was that a lot of these countries now are all blaming European and American nations. They're just shifting the blame another direction when it's like, yeah, dude, that was a hundred years ago. We have to own our shit. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's very fascinating. Like I come like my background, like I don't have access to my indigenous roots, but because of cultural genocide, but that happened like three, 400 years ago. Right. And so you can blame the Europeans for three, four hundred years ago for all the stuff that they did and whatever, but you're right here right now. You've got a responsibility for your life and who you are and what you're going to do rather than shifting the blame. Sure, it sucked. It's not great. It was probably one of the most horrible things that happened in North American culture with all the, the, the blankets filled with diseases and, you know, whatever, whatever. It was nasty. And, and like it's but that happened then you've got to turn the page and get on with life because you can't hold on to the past and go forward in your future. You, you need to learn from your past. So you're not repeating the shit, but you've got to go forward or at least be present at, at the bare minimum kind of thing, right? And that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I see I see a lot of people that, that are reliving that past instead yeah. of being in the instead of being in that present moment. Mm -hmm. Um so Leo, what from your opinion, what do what do people need to do to own their own shit to work on that? Okay, so basically it comes down to emotions. Emotions are like the, the core nugget. Emotions are the easiest thing to access because it's a reflection of everything that's gone, going on inside of yourself, whether that's your cultural programming, ancestral, generational trauma, whether it's like scarcity vibes, whether it's like whatever kind of stuff, it, your emotions are sort of like the, if you ever um, looked at an iceberg, there's lots of psychology, psychology stuff about the tip of the iceberg is what you're conscious of and blah, 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 blah kind of stuff. Your emotions are like that 10% of that's floating above the water. And then there's all this other stuff and you can use your emotions to deconstruct what's going on. Why are you really pissed off about X, Y, and Z? And then you, instead of shifting the, the blame excuse and like the Africa European thing, why does it bother you so much, right? Why does it bother you so much that that's going on? Do you feel uh, shrunk down? Do you feel like a minority that it has no voice? Do you feel like whatever kind of all that kind of stuff? What is the, the problem inside of you that you need to deal with in yourself? And those emotions are really useful signals. But really what it comes down to are like what I call pictures is like people are stuck on pictures of how you should function, how you should be in life. So right now the, the male picture is that you're really soft and it, well, there's a few of them. There's a sensitive new age guy, the snag um there's the like bad guy picture like the motorcycle or like tattoos and like 
whatever. There's that kind of dynamic. And then there's the cultural pictures that can come up if you're a white dude or Latino or um, African-American or whatever. There's certain pictures that go with like those types of pictures, but you're, whatever it is, you're usually kind of shoved into that picture. Okay. And, and that who you should be. So there's almost like a redefinition of how to be a man going on in our society right now. Like we have the past couple of thousand years, which is like the unhealthy side of warrior energy, like cutting people and murder and um, uh, inquisitions and like all that kind of stuff that happened for a couple of thousand years. And then like with the witch burnings and, you know, and then the feminist movement kind of was like, we've had enough of that, which is cool. That, that was smart. Um, but there's an aspect where that's becoming toxic now. Um, and that kind of aspect and not too many people will say that because if you say that as a man you're gonna get hackled you're gonna get your ass kicked and that and a lot of people in the feminist movement will actually agree with it but it has to be a female who says that because that's part of the feminist movement because if you call it out on it for what it is you're an asshole but it's not about being an asshole it's about this is toxic now we got to do something about the masculinity toxic yeah i'll validate that it's not about we're better or whatever it's like there's an imbalance here there's an imbalance here and there's all these pictures that are causing these imbalances about what female should be and what male should be and what and also gender pictures like everyone has access to masculine and female um, feminine energy regardless of what gender you're it what, what gender you are whether you're male gender female gender transgender whatever other letter they're going to give in a couple of years from now because there's always kind of a lot of debate about all the different hormones and chemicals and brain stuff and whatever and that kind of stuff so there's a lot of dialogue about that so it's really about stepping out of the pictures of who you should be and really figuring out who the hell you are. And that's about dealing with your shit. You get your shit out of the way, then you can know who the hell you are. Makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, Leo, I absolutely love this. You're on fire tonight. Once again, your energy is up high and you're really dropping great information because a lot of people don't take that in consideration, masculine and feminine energy and really understand what that is. And actually we both, both genders have that. Yeah, and you're bringing up some great points that when people think masculine energy, they're thinking barbaric, they're thinking, you know, a guy who's just, you know, pretty much an asshole. Mm -hmm. And, you know, on, then on the other way, you think feminist, somebody mild and meek and, you know, and right now we are stuck. We're stuck between having a true balance between the two sure. where we can all get along and, and make things harmonious where we can just empower each other regardless of where we are in that masculine energy but really take it for what it is not with all these bs labels that uh, the media is throwing on and everybody else is throwing on it absolutely absolutely so there's a really in my opinion there's a really big pivot in the masculine energy that's just starting this year maybe 2020 but it's starting to, right now for sure in 2021 in terms of the masculine energy and that really needs, like, there's a lot of people that want to control that type of masculine energy in terms of the levers because of power centric circles and whatever, and being able to control the population. Like you can control the population through fear, right? You get everybody engaged in fear, like COVID, right? You can control what people are thinking. You can, you know, tell people to shut up because there's so much fear about certain things, like the anti-maskers kind of thing. Not that I agree with it or whatever, but because there's so much fear about COVID, you can shut that group up pretty quick, right? and that kind of stuff so it's like learning how to control the population through fear male energy healthy male energy doesn't stand for that shit right and, and so it's like that's bullshit you know and then you've got the the freedom of speech right now so you've got all these kind of hate rallies and facebook censorship and all that kind of stuff and hate energy 
it, it, from my opinion, is toxic. Like, but free speech is okay. But where does that balance lie, right? What, what are you? What do you allow someone to talk about, even though it's harming a whole other minority, right? So, what's that balance? Do you give them the right to talk, or do you not give them the right to talk? Masculine energy in its healthy form is able to hold a container for whatever toxic shit that's going on, right? So, when you've got a lot of hate coming at you, I've dealt with hate. Um, I'm not like a visible minority, but my parents certainly are. I was adopted, so my parents are clearly visible minority. They deal with a lot of that. And so it's like you got to really, it triggers shit in you when you get stuff thrown at you, right? And it's a jostling position of fear, just like the whole COVID shutting the mask down. It's the same type of toxic masculine energy that's going on. It's just really exaggerated in the fear of death picture that goes with it, right? So how do you deal with that? And you got to deal with the toxicity that's in that system. Okay, and that's that's because the male energy is not in place and the female energy is not in place. That harmony you're talking about, one, um, with the male and female energy. People don't get to the point of hate because they they're born like that. Okay, they 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 pick it up. I have a brother that I talk, spoke to for two minutes, 25 years ago or something like that. And I was adopted. He's a skinhead, hardcore racist dude with the tattoos. Has two kids. And I saw a photo on Facebook like 10 years ago or eight years ago. His kids are like this with crew symbols, right? And they're like, they're little kids. And I'm like, oh my freaking God, look at these kids. Like they're going to become like hardcore racists. And, and it sucks. It totally sucks. But we live in a culture that supports the growth of that kind of stuff. We can't just cut the symptom, which is the racism. Racism is a symptom of something going on underneath. And everybody's trying to stop racism, but they're not dealing with the undercurrent of the issue, what's actually causing the issue, which is toxic masculinity, toxic femininity, femininity and all that kind of stuff. Those things, the mother and the father in the household is what's raising the stuff, what's bringing this up. It's all inner work that needs to be dealt with individually in each household so that stuff stops. It's a major pandemic. It's a worse pandemic than COVID, all the racism. More people die from racism than COVID. So it's like, you got to deal with it but because it's like impacting whatever cultures or it's like everybody with covid everybody's like oh my god we got to deal with this but racism is kind of like oh, you know let's dance with this shit right and that kind of stuff no it's a serious it's a pandemic it's an issue it's a hate issue it's like there's a disease in our culture and we're not dealing with it kind of stuff so it's it's a massive problem and i'm sure i've got some of the disease in me around racism some subconscious shit right um and, and i'm not saying i'm perfect but i i know I know ethically enough what not to do and what, and if I get a thought in my head, I need to get, I know how to get out of my head kind of thing. Right. So, so a lot of like, in terms of racism stuff, white people are concerned about, Oh my God, I get this thought I've got in my head. Oh my God. And they have this so much shame about the thought that they have. Everybody has really horrible thoughts every day, usually. Right. And then they judge it and then they push it down and that makes it worse. And then it builds back up and it's 10 times worse the next time we got to be taught tools to work with their shit so that it doesn't become a bigger issue kind of thing down the road. Does that make sense? Well, you know, you bring up a great point because people don't have the proper tools yeah. and they're not taught that in life right. and parish and the schools. And then it's up to coaches like ourselves to try to reach out to those people to give them that education, to teach them mindfulness, to teach them how to deal with that, those thought patterns and that chatter in their mind on how to really deal with those issues instead of pushing it down but to explore them and ask themselves, why am I saying this? Why do I feel this way? Where is this really resonating from? 
Is it something I grew up with in my environment? Is it something that was taught to me? Is this something I truly believe? Because so many of us do have limiting beliefs that, that you know, have gone through our lives, which aren't true. And they don't really serve the correct purpose for them, especially now in today's world, some of the things that, you know, we might have learned growing up and that was passed down from generation to generation, especially when we were, you were talking about, you know, people who just go through those years of hate and, you know, become skinheads and really get involved in, you know, the clan or, you know, even on the opposite side where they, you know, have issues against various races. And it's something, like you said, is part of the, an environment where it was a learned behavior, which really doesn't serve the purpose because having all this just doesn't serve anymore. And, and I think Leo can, can, can relate with this because I know he's really big on energy, mm -hmm. is that the energy that you're in, the environment, if you're yeah. in an environment where it's a positive energy, it positivity is contagious and, and it's gonna spread like wildfire. Now, same thing could be with negativity. You're around people who are negative, then you're going to be getting that negative. They always say that you're the sum total of the friends that you're with. You have people that are that are negative, you're going to absorb that. Or I have a friend that would always say this in terms of relationships. He said, if you're going to go to the garbage, you're going to the trash, what are you going to get? you're going to get nothing but garbage back. So it's like what you put at, what you put out is what you're going to give back. It's about that energy exchange. You put in something good, you're going to get good back. Cool. And another thing too, especially there's there's a there's a there's a really big uh, genetic aspect to all this. And and I don't mean about the racism, but I mean the the prejudice that that is the root that leads to racism because yeah, Leo's right. Racism is a bigger pandemic than anything else. Because just think about how many people right now are dying in China and the northern of China and those those concentration camps. And we're just like you said, we're just playing with it, you know, as it goes on. Um, and then different versions of it happening all over the world. And I, unfortunately, I think he has it. What big deal is is that we as humanity have only had civilization for like the last like six thousand years. Um, and I would I would argue that we only had real civilization the last like two thousand years like like genuine and then you look at look at up to World War Two like the whole world all of a sudden started getting light bulbs and electricity right after World War Two so major shifts that happened but then you look at how long you know what's the oldest Homo sapien bone and it goes back hundred and twenty five thousand years so you know like like I think what's uh, like a big deal that's happening is that for humanity it's like it's we've we've used masculinity for us to get this far. Cause I'm sorry, in my opinion, like, 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 like toxic masculinity, a lot of people associate that with like killing your emotions, turning them off. Right. And I'm just like, I agree that's, that's toxic. But then let's be entirely honest with each other here. How many of the things that needed to get done to build civilization needed that to get there. Right. And, and the sacrifices that were made to get there and then, okay, now we're on to a new step. Okay, let's shove off the stuff we don't need. Like it's not useful anymore. There's no reason to continue bringing it into the future. Because let's be honest, guys. I mean, Elon Musk is going to Mars. We're going to the moon again. We're, we're leaving Earth. This is the hundred years that we'd be leaving Earth. And I don't want to bring freaking ideals like that up. I, I just don't want to bring those ideals out to the solar system either. Totally. Yeah. Great point. Like, like I mean, like for example, 
like a thousand years ago and a little bit older, like uh, all the, the the wars with the swords, right? And everything like that. That was normal. You know, someone showed up in your doorstep, you had no idea, you pulled out your sword, right? That was that was the norm. That stuff needs to let, let go. That's still in our mentality, right? You don't like something. You, 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 we need to find a way to be accountable to what we don't like. So we're not going off and killing people, right? Because we don't like them or breaking down you know, someone someone's house, like the president's house, right? And like, because we don't like what they're saying or what they're doing and, and that kind of stuff. Like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's just pretty crazy. crazy. Yeah, and, and, and everything with social media, everything's so interconnected. So we're dealing with so much stuff all at the same time over the past 100 years with technology and, you know, this massive growth on an intellectual information level coupled with, the emotions need to catch up with it all and it's not and so that's what the masculine energy is about is the container to hold the safe space for all that to, to like go forward and we really don't have that container in our world right now like the military is like the, the equivalent of it right now and the military is about war and, and that kind of stuff and so the container in our world to keep things safe on a masculine energy is military right now so how safe is that it's kind of almost like a racket where you hire the mafia to protect you from the mafia, right? And, and that kind of stuff. So it's like, yeah, it, it, like, I mean, military, I've got lots of military family and whatever, and I think they're great and amazing and cool. They're, they're human, right? But it's not the be all and end all of, of everything. There's another way forward and all that stuff. So, yeah. So Leo, where do we go from here? We have all this shit. Yeah. Where, where, how do we take our own personal responsibility and starting to make these changes, dealing with this masculine energy, this feminine energy, everything that's going on in the world. Where, where do we start? Where, where do we start taking that responsibility? Okay. So let's take a, like a simple life example, like smoking cigarettes. Okay. So you want to quit smoking because of maybe cancer down the road, emphysema, whatever kind of stuff. Maybe it's about the, the toxic chemicals that are in the cigarettes themselves, whatever whatever it all is, why you want to quit smoking, okay? So it's uncomfortable. It's an inconvenience to quit smoking. You're, you know, the third day is the most difficult day to quit. You have to go through three days of like, oh, I'm going to go. And if you have got kids in the house, you want to swap them on the backhand a couple of times, right? Or whatever, you know, don't actually do it. But like, you know, you get that, you're frustrated. And, and then, you know, a couple months later, you're like, man, I could use a cigarette, you know, or whatever, or even a year later or 10 years later, man, I could totally use a cigarette right now. I'm having a glass of wine. Smoke would be great. Right. And so there's this constant thing of like reminding yourself of, you know, the convenience of a cigarette compared to the inconvenience of having it in your body and making your body toxic and all the habits and the stinking of your clothes and all that kind of stuff. Most people think it's more convenient for the quick fix to go for the smoke than to all the other stuff. You're gonna shorten your life 10 years if you smoke a cigarette, smoke cigarettes, right? That's a major inconvenience, but people don't think about it because it's not immediately right now. It's when I'm 70, well, I'll be in diapers. I don't really care about those last 10 years of my life, right? Or whatever their excuses and, and that kind of stuff. So it's like quitting smoking a cigarette. It's inconvenient. And most people don't wanna deal with inconvenient things, okay? So, you, and that's what that's where the, uh, consumerist capitalist kind of dynamic comes in is like that that's like I want this now right and that's a very chaotic feminine energy an unhealthy feminine energy and the masculine energy is like no this is the boundary 
quitting smoking right now. It's 8 o'clock, 8 p.m., whatever time you're listening to the podcast and you happen to be a smoker, I'm going to challenge you. Quit smoking now. That's going to trigger everything in you. He's like, well, I still have half a pack. Or I'm, you know, I usually have one right before bed or whatever, whatever, whatever. But the challenge of like, I'm going to quit right now, all that stuff that like, I'm going to do it or not do it, that's where the stuff you got to deal with. It's a very good reflection or mirror of what's going on inside of you, of like the masculine and feminine energy inside of you. So look at that for yourself. It's a really simple, like the vast majority of the population have had a cigarette or smoked a few packs or whatever. Not everybody smokes who's going to watch this, but they they can relate to it in some way, right? Um, So that's an example. And that's a good way to reflect your, and that's emotional discomfort of like, oh my God, I'm going to get so pissed off. I'm going to freak out at my spouse or, you know, whatever. And it's an emotional discomfort. You got to be able to own that, have a container, the safe container within yourself to be able to do that. And that's, you know, ridiculously simple example. But when you're dealing with traumatic issues from childhood, when you're dealing with relationship breakdowns, when you're dealing with, you know, getting canned from work or, you know, trying to get to the next level of success, like when you're really successful, you hit this crisis mode where like, everything that's held you back from your past or in your past to be successful gets triggered. And then you show up, all of a sudden these dramas show up in your life that try to bring down your success. And that's when you really need to stabilize yourself and find that safe container for yourself in your masculine energy and find the support. And then when you're, um, you know, the support for men in our culture right now specifically is really hard to find. And when you're going through that, it's like you, you tank or you try to shove it down or you drink or get back into drugs like when you were in a teenager or whatever and you find ways to cope with it because there isn't really a, a safe container in our society for men right now so, so leo it sounds like people do not have a purpose and when you have a purpose because that purpose is is going to give you your drive it's going to give you your it's your gps on on your life and when you have when you're on purpose and then, and when you're in that masculine energy, you're on purpose because you're going to be charging for that heal. You're going to be charging to accomplish things in your life. And all these other things that are coming in, they're not going to, you're not going to let that affect you like obstacles. You lose your job. You're going to go ahead and saying, fine, I'll find another, or it's like a good riddance. You know, it gives me, the universe is giving you the opportunity to saying, it's opening up another another opportunity for you instead of looking at it as a, it's closed. Yeah. And that's why I kind of see that's what's missing is people do not have a purpose. Sure. And I wouldn't necessarily say people need a purpose or meaning per se for life because that's generated inside. A lot of people, like there's a lot of messaging about purpose and meaning and kind of stuff and like your life purpose and stuff. But like, there's like, is it something that's born in you or is it something that you generate as an example, right? And so that's the, maybe the debate about purpose, right? So, but like, there's definitely some sort of why that you need. Like, why am I gonna quit smoking? Is it because of health? Is it because of this? Is it because I can breathe and I can go for a run? Or is it because, you know, there's usually a, a reason and psychologically based, 90% of people make choices to avoid pain. So that's most people's why until you start to live more consciously, which is starting to direct yourself towards pleasure which is like happier feelings, happier relationships, feeling better about life. But so it's kind of that spectrum of psychology, uh, from my opinion of like, where are you in that spectrum? So it's not like a one size fits all kind of dynamic in terms of that, from my opinion, in terms of finding purpose and meaning. For most people, sometimes it's just, I want to get out of fucking pain and like and that kind of stuff. And then maybe I can think about purpose and meaning because most people are like, in, not most people, but um, 
uh, say Southeast Central LA kind of thing, women in a very abusive relationship, she's not thinking about life purpose usually. She's thinking about like saving her kids and uh, the abuse and how the heck to get out of this, getting out away from the pain. That's what she's thinking about. Then she gets out of that house, then she might be thinking about her kids, then she might think about getting a job, she might think about like purpose and stuff, but that that's kind of a few steps for a lot of people. So, but when you are on purpose and you're going through something like this, what happens in that particular context is you really need to dive deep into like, what is it I really want out of life? Is this purpose that I'm creating right now? You know, this is something I wanted 10 years ago and I've been creating it for the past 10 years. Is this really what I want right now? And then you go through a pivot and it's that pivot. And it's like you get truer and truer and truer and truer to yourself. And in my opinion, it's less, it becomes less and less about purpose. It, it does and meaning, but it becomes more about who you are and being who you are in this world. If that, and it's really less about purpose, but if you, who you are in this world is to make major change or to um, run a convenience store or to be a librarian, if that's who you wanna be in this world and the more and more clear that purpose is, is less and less about purpose and more and more about who you are, in my opinion. And then becomes less about driving something towards the future and becoming more and more about being present because purpose is often about a future-based thing. And so that actually takes away from the masculinity of the presence, in, in my opinion. Okay. I, I agree a lot with that because, I, the, the, like you said, the last 30, 40 years, we've lost a lot of our masculinity. And yes, that, that's exactly right. So many people right now are focused on purpose and passion. And it's like, dude, like you, you're not even there yet. Like, why are you even worried about that? You're putting the carriage in front of the horse. Like for myself, one of my purposes, if you will, uh, I had a vision when I was a kid, about eight, nine years old, uh, standing in a field, a prairie field, and this like huge wind just went all around me. And the, the, the vibration in the wind, it wasn't like an actual wind per se, but it was like the, the, the earth itself was just enveloped in the vibration of peace. And it's like all of a sudden there's global peace. And I could feel it as a kid. And I could see myself much older um, in this vision. And I want to be able to experience that particular moment of standing in the prairie fields and having feeling that wave of peace going around the entire globe. And you want to call that purpose. You want to call that meaning, vision. Um, it's a part of who I am, for sure, because I've had that for a long time. And want to, I have a big bent towards global peace and things like that. So there's how you want to frame it and label it. You know, that's how other people will hear it through their own eyes. I see it my own way. As a, it's an experience I really, really want. So, yeah. So the, I want to ask you because I know you've been. We were playing a little words about purpose, meaning, vision. Mm -hmm. how, what's the best way to really describe these certain things? Is it really based? upon experience, your experience of everything and not using the word purpose or meaning? What, what, what do you recommend? So this is where the concept of integrity comes to life for me. So when you are in integrity with who you are, your actions in the world mirror that. So if you're a good person, so to speak, just you know, labels of good and bad, if you're a good person, your actions in the world are going to be good right? They're going to create this ripple effect around you. People will be happy around you. Um, maybe because you want to be good, you want to be a life coach or you want to be a service representative or 
you know, a helper some way, and then you have that impact in the world. And it's part of your integrity of who you are, your actions and so forth like that. Sometimes people have um, bigger karmic loads or debt loads that they're paying off from lifetimes before, or maybe they want to have a really significant influence in something. They want to like change something. They have this drive about like fixing things. Like a lot of men have a drive to fix things. Like there's this broken thing in my house. I got to fix it, you know, kind of stuff. They see something wrong with the world, like a bigger problem. Maybe it's a political, whole entire political system. They want to change it. And so there's this aspect that, that it's just kind of part of their inherent nature that's part of their integrity. So your actions reflect your integrity. And the more clear about who you are, the clearer your actions will be. And then so it might be huge steps in the world, or it might be a really basic, simple thing like being a really kick-ass dad, you know, kind of thing, right? So, or, or whatever it might all be. So, and but that bigness or the scope of that vision or that purpose or mission or whatever doesn't diminish its value mm -hmm. in any way which is part of the problem with purpose and meaning is like, well, your mission or your vision or your purpose isn't big enough. You know, being a kick-ass dad is pretty big deal to this little two-year-old or three-year-old or, you know, even um, if you're 70 years old and you have a 50-year-old kid, it's still a big deal, right? So, you know, a lot of men I'm talking to these days, they, their dads weren't there for them as a kid. It's a big deal. If they showed up now, they're like 30, 40, 50, 60 years old. Some of these men I'm talking to, if their dads showed up, you know how, how tremendously healing that would be? Like that, that's huge. There's a real gap in our father-son kind of relationships in, in our society right now. So yeah, and, and it's causing a lot of damage. And that's from, you know, it's always kind of been there, but it's been much more evident over the past like 40, 50 years for sure. So, yeah. So, you brought up something right here because there's a lot of single mothers that have, that have male, uh, they have sons. Yeah. So what do they do in that situation where the father figure is not involved in their relationship anymore? Yeah. So and what usually happens, and I'm not saying I agree with this, but what usually happens is the mother ends up playing the dad and the mother in that role, right? So they end up being a masculine authority and a feminine authority. So the kid actually loses out on their mom, right? Because their mom's not being integral with who they are. Now, depending on how you want to raise the kid, there's all sorts of different theories and philosophies and, you know, psychology kind of ways of handling this, but there's like, the basic is what is the story with the father? Like what story is that child going to create about the father? So this, the story could be complete victimhood. My dad did not want to see me. He didn't like me, blah, 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 blah. He was abusive. This and that, that could be the story that they create. And it's very common. That's usually when that's the situation, that's part of the reason. Sometimes the, the kid can say, you know, it was for the best uh, purpose for me like if I was exposed to my dad I would have probably become very toxic or um, this kind of thing and this kind of story that, that they could create around that stuff where they were safe and protected or whatever but really what it comes down to and psychology will validate this is the type of meaning to heal and transform a situation is the meaning that you give it so if you give it meaning of God you give it the meaning of substance you give it the meaning of healing um, it, it really comes back to that piece what is the meaning you want to give it and as the mother in that case, I, my encouragement would be what meaning do you want to generate that in, for your child about that experience? Okay, so it could be a victim space, it could be tyrant space, or it could be, you know what, this kid needs to figure out on their own, I'm going to like support them. And I want them to create a story for themselves, what that is for, for them in that story, because the, the father's, the male energy holds the story. Okay, 
and when you think about like the campfires and indigenous circles it was like the container was masculine a lot of women and you know whatever would share in that kind of aspect no problem but like it was the container of something is masculine energy so the story is very inherent in our kind of ancestry and our dna and stuff like that okay that would be my recommendation okay do you recommend maybe like maybe uh there's like big brothers programs that are out there i've seen some really cool stuff with that like big brothers um i had a client like 20 years ago who had uh, uh he was the big brother and he had a i forget what the word is but like adopted a, a son kind of in that space and they had a blast and it was a really awesome experience for the two of them and um but yeah like male mentorship it would be my recommendation but where do you find that right mm -hmm. so that's the other thing so some healthy male mentorship would be really useful and for me when i was a kid one area where i got it was for my hockey coaches or my soccer coaches and the the role model they played for me in that, that kind of capacity um, but there are other ways you can kind of explore that for sure yeah yeah, no, I, got, I got to ask a question. I'm sorry, Lynn. I'm going to butt in right work. now. I got, I got a question. So, um, it's you know because the statistics are out there, and it says how do we, how do we get this message? How do we get this message to to to, to women to explain mm -hmm. to them that they they don't need to do both. They don't need to be super mom because, in my opinion, that is toxic femininity. Like you're like you can't ex if we don't expect dads to do everything the woman does as well. Why should the why should it be expected the women should be able to do that too? It's a heavy load. It's a heavy load for sure. And like, you know, there's the, the stigma of being a single mom, right? And I, I mean, there's a single dad stigma too. And you don't really hear about that, but the, the single mom stigma is pretty heavy because you've got you've got everything. You're you've got discipline, you've got accountants, you've got chef, you've got personal assistant, you've got there's like everything that as part of that role, right? And, and chauffeur and whatever else. <laughs> And like, um, so for those women that are the single mom struggling with it, you know, really the biggest thing is you, as, as hard as this might be for a mother is you need to make yourself the number one priority, regardless of what's going on, even if it comes at the expense of your kid, because if you're in a bad space, it ain't helping your kid. Okay. So you make yourself a number one priority, even if it's just to start off with like five minutes a day where it's like. You got to lock the bathroom door and keep the kid out so that you can like just sit on the toilet and think, then, then go for it, whatever. Right. Um, but you need to give yourself that number one priority. Your kid is number one, no, number two in your life for sure. Not from a, a way lesser than number two perspective, like they're important beings. They're growing up, they're learning a lot from you, but you need to be full of energy Full your resources need to be full to be fully there, to be a really kick-ass mom for, for your kids. You gotta, you gotta do it. And this is a conversation I've had with many single moms and they struggle with it. Of like, well, I can't do this for myself because it's gonna cost my kid. I'm like, well, if you're half spent with your kid, that's costing them too, right? So you need to be full so that you can be there for your kid. And then your kid's gonna be like, maybe not right away, but when they're 20, 30, 40, and they have a lot less dysfunction than the other kid beside them that had a single mom growing up, they're gonna be really thankful. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. Leo, this has been an amazing, amazing episode. We've covered a whole spectrum of topics mm -hmm. about our shit, everybody's shit, and the shit all in between, and how to spread this self out, 
and the good and the bad in it. Yeah. I, I want to get some final thoughts from Fred and Chris. Fred, why don't you take it away? You know, this is stuff that I've been doing a lot of research within myself, um, just because of looking at the environment, looking at the world about the, you're looking at masculine energy, you're looking at feminine energy, and and then also kind of looking at it as trying to live in that, that yin yang environment where trying to be in the neutral, but also realizing that we have to, as a man, it, it, it goes back to, um, it's not the, the, when we talk about masculine energy or feminine energy, it's not, every person has masculine and, and feminine energy. I know what we we're talking about was, we we're talking about males and that the, the issues of what's been really going on with males, that is a different story right there. So I just want to reiterate that this is very good information about owning our own shit and, and basically getting getting to the uh, before it gets into um the root if you think about your problem if you go ahead and address the problem at the very beginning instead of letting it fester and letting it grow and then when it grows you have these roots that are in the ground and what ends up happening is whenever you if you ever have to pull weeds in your life you end up uh, sometimes you end up maybe cutting the weeds because then you don't have to deal with it. You don't see it. But when it rains, the weed pops up because you still have the root. And that's the problem where we're not addressing the roots of the problem. And when you address the roots of the problem, that when it rains or when you have some kind of, uh, you're not going to have to be out there pulling weeds again. Right. I love it. Chris, what do you have to share? I'm going to jump in and say it's it's really funny how this episode started because we, we, we start with some shit, you know, and and then and the shit got dark <laughs> and then it got really, really dark. And what I and, but then then and then that, that was like 30 minutes in when it got really dark. And then next thing you know, we're moving it from from like, you know, some brown shit to some light shit. And then all because because. I noticed that as we went through this whole thing, and Leo, Leo was just always like, "Yeah, there, there's our shit. I can see the target. That that's the target, right? We can see it. It's accountable. No, we're not. We're not putting blinders on. We're looking at it and facing it for what it is. And that is something that I, I loved about this because there's a, that that is to me self-respect. It shows that we all here have self-respect because we're willing to go, yeah, yeah, that, yeah, we fucked up. <laughs> you know, like, holy shit, like, yeah, maybe, yeah, okay, building the pyramids took a lot of toxic masculinity, but hey, they're beautiful, you know, they're, they're here, right? I mean, a lot of people died to get that stuff built, but I, I'm sorry to say, but look at all the greatest kings, all the greatest queens, all queens, I'm, and I'm being serious, like the greatest queens and kings, there was some really freaking hardcore toxic masculinity shit going on right there right I, i'm sorry that it, it's on you know like i've seen i've seen women in history show some extreme you know prejudicial toxic masculinity that we that we've seen but the thing is like understand that's what it is okay it is what it is all right and and time is moving and we need to move on and that's kind of how this episode go because around the end we're talking about solutions. We're talking about ways forward because we took accountability. We took responsibility. Okay, so how do we move on from here? What's the next step? And we're willing to try it out and be like, oh, okay, that didn't work. What else can we do? And we'll keep on doing that because that's really the only way. But like, like we highlighted on, the toxic feminicity would be us just talking about it 
and ruminating about it and just pointing blame other ways. Yep. Leo, any final words you would like to share before we come to the end of our show about our topic tonight? So what I do want to take with all the readers, because there's loaded topics in here. We, the only, I think the only loaded thing we didn't talk about was abortion. So <laughs> and, I, and that kind of stuff. And I mean, since we're talking about masculinity and femininity and toxicity and whatever around them, like, I mean, it's your fucking body. Do what you want with it kind of stuff. That's my kind of theory with it. And like, um, but that's a whole other debate. People will argue with me about that and be on my side with it. And ours still argue with me. It's so it's such a loaded thing. Anyway, but final thoughts is really um, what we really need to see in our society is a safe container to hold the space for all the chaos. Mm. There's a lot of chaos. There's environmental chaos. There's social chaos. There's economic chaos. There's philosophical, religious chaos. There, there's all sorts of chaos and there always will be chaos. That's the way of nature, right? Winter isn't exactly a fun experience when it's minus 20 outside, right? And, and like kind of stuff. There, but we need to have a container for it. And that's the masculine energy so that people can have the chaos. Like, you know, my two-year-old wants to go crazy and draw on everything, every single wall and paint on everything. And I'm like, no, paper, bulletin board, go on the board, please, please, please. You know, that kind of stuff. And just to create like a container, go crazy on the board. Sheets are all over the carpet. You're good. You can splatter all you want, you know, like sort of creating order with the, the chaos, mm. right? And that, that kind of stuff. And that's really what we need. That's a really healthy balance of feminine energy and masculine energy because we need chaos, like creativity and new ideas and imagination and fantasy. And then we need it grounded in physical reality and we need to take action on it. We need to hold people accountable to, you know, follow through with what they say they're going to do. And, you know, all those types of things. There's a lot of things and that's the, you know, values and virtues and all those types of things are really, really important. And not from like, also from a really hypercharged space of like, this has got to be the way it is. You know, that doesn't work either. That's, that's the a-hole version, right? And so you, you don't want to do that either. You need to have that flexibility and like be like a really strong like oak tree that's like hybrid with bamboo that's like really flexible but really strong at the same time kind of thing and nothing kicks it over and super flexible. But yeah, so whoever's listening, don't don't get lost in all the, the, the toxicity. Like you, you might find a way to blame me or one of the hosts about like, Man, did you say what that guy said? What your judgment is has nothing to do with any of us. That has everything to do with you. And it might, I may have said something really charged or loaded. That's on me. But your reaction to it is on you. Okay. Mm-hmm. I want to be clear about that. And um, so for those of you who are having that experience, I challenge you. Own your masculine energy. Own your male energy. Do it. And see what it does for you. Like, shit, I'm really triggered by what that guy said. He talked about abortion. What was he going to say about it? Oh, shit, is he going to tell me I'm not allowed to do that? Or whatever the story is, right? What is a trigger for you? Own it in your space so that you can let it go so you're not holding that in your subconscious and, like, holding yourself back from enjoying the life that you really are meant to, like, really be in and love and experiment and have adventure and, you know, do weird things that, you know, maybe other people don't want to do like skydive. I don't think I ever want to skydive, but some people love that and, you know, whatever, you know, not my thing. I don't want to fall 200 kilometers an hour out of a plane going headfirst to the ground. I, you know, not my kind of style, maybe in like an astral body trip or whatever, but maybe not physically, you know, (laughs) but yeah. Leo, I absolutely love it. Once again, you brought such powerful 
such a powerful conversation to our show. So we greatly appreciate it. I want to find out from you, how can people get a hold of you if they would like to learn more about you, about what you do, and some of the uh, programs that you have to offer? Okay, cool. Uh, I actually have a program coming up uh, starting in March, towards the end of March of 2021 here, so not too long, just a little ways away. Uh, it's for men wanting to deal with their shit, okay? Mm -hmm. And and how to deal with other people's shit, all the blame, the excuses, the chaos, and you know, failing relationships, and if they want to save the relationship, but you got to deal with your stuff first. You got to figure out what is it exactly I want out of my life, and that's like kind of the first step as a man is like, what is it exactly that I want? And you got to know who you are to be able to do that, not what your mom or your dad or whatever wanted for you as a kid and all that kind of stuff, or society wants for you. Um, but yeah, you can go to my website, dlrichard.com. So dlrichard, so, um, com, and then check out my site there. Um, you can also go to dlrichard.com forward slash men. Um, if you're interested in the program like that, um, we'd have an interview just to make sure that, you know, we're both on board on the same page. Um, I come from a spiritual, holistic perspective, non-religious. I'm not really a big fan of religion, but like, how to deal with your shit and your emotions and have a safe space for yourself to kind of go forward in your life and you know focus on your goals and your intentions and um have an amazing life and um in terms of the word that you you guys use extraordinary i use that one for um highly sensitive and empathic super sensitive like you're extraordinary in that capacity and being a hyper aware and all that kind of stuff so my clientele are typically like successful men for that particular program that are hitting like a plateau, not a plateau, but a crisis because they're hitting their success points. Um, and if you're like, shit, how do I handle this? How do I deal with all this stuff going on in the chaos in my life? That tells me your masculine energy is out of balance because there's more chaos than you can handle, okay? Um, but yeah, go to my website, check me out. Um, you can Google my name, Leo Richard. you probably find something there, um, hopefully good. <laughs> and that kind of stuff do your research on me do your research on everyone it's always smart but yeah now i totally agree with leo and i haven't seen anything bad about you we really support you in what you're doing again thank you for being on the show if anybody's looking for more information about leo you can check him out on his website you can also come to our website at the extraordinary where we do have information about leo this episode as well, as well as many other episodes. So make sure you check us out. Uh, we love working with our guests and we do it on so many different levels. So we do have a lot to offer. So I want to thank everybody for being here today. We appreciate your love and your support. So make sure you like, share, and subscribe to our all of our social media so you can stay in touch to see who's coming on next because we have amazing, amazing guests. I wish you the best and to your success. This is Len DeCarmine, your host and coach with the Extraordinary Being Movement. Have a great night. Bye now.